You're listening to Second Breaks, a show where we explore midlife transitions and how we can thrive despite, through, and because of them. I'm Lou Blazer, your host and the publisher of Midlife Cues, a weekly newsletter about intentional living and personal growth in midlife. Check it out and subscribe at midlifecues.com. That's midlife, C-U-E-S, one word, dot com. All of July, we're talking about modern retirement here on Second Breaks. In the last episode, I presented the imperative and the urgency of redefining the word retirement. And if you haven't listened to the episode yet, I encourage you to do so. You can simply look for it on the feed. It's episode 206. And I'm also going to put a link to a written version of the episode on the show notes. So if you'd prefer to read it, you can do that as well. In the next episodes, I'm going to lay out the skills that we need to successfully navigate this transition in the 21st century, as well as the framework for crafting a different kind of retirement. But I think I'd be remiss if I don't share my story, which really is why I feel so passionate and driven about this topic. I'm sharing it because I think it's kind of a cautionary tale with several lessons that you can apply so you can avoid some of the difficulties that I experienced. So here goes. For most of my adult life, my career was my priority. I wanted to climb the corporate ladder of success. Fortunately for me, I was able to do just that. It's not to say that there were no frustrations along the way. I had plenty of those. But big picture, I was moving up. I was happy and proud of my career achievements. I was living in New York, doing work that challenged me in a good way, earning the kind of money that I wanted to be earning, and was generally able to afford the things I wanted in life. Fast forward to 2013, when I suffered a major health issue. The quick backstory is that the sustained and punishing stress of the prior three years finally did a number on my physical and mental health, and I landed myself in the hospital. Doctors there told me that they could give me the meds, But if I didn't do something about my lifestyle and addressed the real culprit, the massive stress in my life, I would be back there sooner than later. That scared the pants off me. So I thought, well, you know, I have some money in the bank. I could take some time off, leave New York for a bit, and escape to my condo in Florida, walk by the beach, eat seafood, put my feet up, and just generally take care of my sanity. I thought I was going to take a break for a few months, a brief rest stop, so to speak. And the plan was that I'd swing back into the fast lane soon enough. 
And before I left, I talked to a couple of headhunters who I had worked with in the past and asked them to keep me in mind because I'd be needing their help in a few months. So off to Florida, I went. The funny thing was, when one of the headhunters finally called about four months later with a position that he said was just perfect for me and my long-term career goals, I didn't jump on it. In fact, I balked. I just couldn't imagine doing the interviews. And much worse, I couldn't imagine picking up from where I left off. So... I called him back, the headhunter, and I told him I wasn't ready and I needed more time. Four months stretched to six, and before I knew it, ten months had gone by and I was nowhere near ready to get back to the career that I was so proud of. The problem was I didn't know what I wanted to do instead. If you're asking, what the heck were you doing during those 10 months? I hear ya. <laughs> it's not that I just sat on my butt the whole time. I mean, I was busy with projects. I fixed a condo. I took creative writing classes. I read a lot, listened to loads of podcasts, started a fiction novel even. But I honestly was not thinking about leaving my career, let alone retiring from it permanently. I always thought this was just a pause. You could say I wasted those 10 months. And in one respect, you'd be right. And I think I also needed that time away from my regular life to sort of quiet down the loudest part of my life so that I could hear the faint whispers of the other parts of me that were dying to be heard. So even now, even knowing the mess that followed those 10 months, I still don't regret that I took that time off. I needed that time to find the strength to walk away from the career I had worked so hard to build. Looking back, the real issue was that I didn't know what to do next. As in, I didn't know how to figure out what the next chapter of my life would be about or should be about. I didn't have a roadmap to follow. At that time, I didn't know anyone who had done the thing that I was attempting to do. And to be honest, I didn't really get that much support from my immediate circle because most of them were thinking I was mad to walk away from a successful career. I didn't reach out to my previous mentors either because I was afraid of what they would say. In fact, someone jokingly asked me if I was having a midlife crisis when I hinted that I was thinking of retiring from corporate life. I didn't like the sound of that, so I stopped talking about it. So from mid-2014 to early 2019, and that's a long period of time, I know. Those were just years of questioning and experimenting and trying this and trying that and 
just generally flailing about. I was doing what I had always known, focusing on building a new career, this time on my own in the form of a small business. I was not thinking about the bigger picture. I was not thinking about what I wanted for this chapter to be about outside of work. In effect, I was trying to recreate the successful career and the experience of successfully climbing a ladder. I was trying to regain the sense of who I was when I was still a corporate career person. Except it wasn't working. Nothing was working this time. The business that I was trying to build wasn't working because I wasn't entirely sure that that's what I wanted to be doing. It didn't feel right. It's like putting on shoes that were a size too small or have a size too big. So I was like going through the motions, but sort of also half-hearted about it, like not 100% in, if that makes sense. I felt completely lost. Before I retired, my sense of purpose and relevance used to be clear and unwavering and served as my North Star. After I felt so unsure of myself, like deflated, empty. And sure, I was learning a lot. I was picking up loads of new skills, but to what end? And when I welcomed the year 2019, I was at my lowest. And I was asking myself the question, what's even the point anymore? Then one day, I attended a workshop called The Commitment Blueprint, hosted by Tara McMullen, the author of What Works. One of the first questions she asked at the start of the workshop was, what do you want more of in your life? I was completely stumped. I didn't know how to answer the question. I came up with some benign answers just so I could continue with the workshop, but that question what do you want more of in your life, stayed with me for weeks and months, long after the workshop ended. I kept thinking about it and thinking about it, and every time I came up with answers, I kept asking, is this true? Is this really what I want? Now, you might be thinking, what is the problem? This is such an easy question to answer, Lou. Except it wasn't for me. I didn't know how to answer that question outside of the context of desired achievements and goals, which usually, in my case, were professional in nature, like work-related. That had always been my frame of reference. That time, though, it didn't seem adequate. Like, I was missing some jigsaw puzzle pieces. Looking back, that question, what do you want more of in your life? was precisely the kind of question I should have been asking myself back in 2014, back when I was deciding to retire from my corporate career, back when I was about to design a new life for myself, essentially. Had I asked myself that question or similar, I would have gone about things differently. I would have made different choices. And true, I might still have flailed around a bit, but it would have been directionally correct. When I tell people about this story, the most often follow-up question is, how did you finally answer the question, Lou? 
And I could tell you, but experience has told me it's best that I don't. I think people naturally expect some earth-shattering, profound answers. My answers will always disappoint those expectations because they're only profound to me. They're only meaningful and change-provoking for me. Instead of giving you my actual answers, I'd offer these instead. My answers help me figure out what's important in my life, how I want to be relevant, and in what context. My answers help me figure out what kind of impact I want to strive for, what my guiding principles are, and ultimately, they help me figure out what kind of person I want it to be. I retired from my corporate career by choice, and yet I wasn't able to escape that period of time when I felt lost and unsure of myself. In hindsight, I underestimated the shift that was happening in my life. I thought I could rely on what worked for me before and simply knuckled down and soldiered on. But as Marshall Goldsmith's book says, what got you here won't get you there. I didn't appreciate that I was entering a new chapter that required something different of me. And I needed a new framework with which to design this new chapter. So those are precisely the topics that we're going to cover as we continue with the series on modern retirement in the 21st century. Thank you, my dear listener friend, for joining me for this very personal episode. If you have any comments or questions or want to share your own experience with me, please feel free to contact me on LinkedIn. Just search for Lou Blazer or email me at lou at secondbreaks.com. I would love to hear from you. Next week, we're going to talk about the skills we need to navigate this transition. So I hope you'll join me then. And if you haven't yet, hit the follow or subscribe button now so you don't miss the rest of the series. Okie dokie, I'll chat with you next week. Until then, keep on making your dent, my friends. Cool beans. <laughs>